Hi, this is Life Coach David. Thanks for listening to the Law of Attraction podcast. I'm a certified and very experienced Law of Attraction Life Coach, and I hope to share some wonderful information that's going to help you use the Law of Attraction in your life so you can attract what you want instead of what you don't want. And one thing I wanted to mention today was when I talk to my coaching clients, I always ask them, what's something fun that you could do in the next few days or over the weekend? And a lot of times people tell me something fun. I don't I don't have anything fun planned. And then I always ask them, well, what could you think about doing that's fun? It could be something at home, maybe watching a funny movie you like or listening to a CD you like. It could be having some friends over or maybe something outside the home, going to a movie, going to a park. Uh, whatever it is, there's always something fun that you can think of doing. So ask yourself, do I have any, anything fun planned in the next few days? And if you do, that's great. And if you don't, think about what you could do and then plan something. Because doing something fun is a high vibration experience. And the higher we keep our vibration, the better. And I also ask clients at the end of a coaching call, Tell me three things that you could say you're looking forward to or you're excited about. Like, I'm so looking forward to meeting my friends this weekend. Or I'm so excited that I have a vacation planned in a few months. Because doing that as well gives you something to focus on that's going to feel good. I'm so looking forward to this. I'm so excited that that. So those are a few fun techniques that you can use yourself just to give you a vibrational boost. The other thing I wanted to mention was I was talking to a client recently and they were saying that sometimes when they're practicing law of attraction processes and techniques, a little voice comes in in their mind and is filled with doubt. Like, that sounds good, but how is that going to happen? And I reminded them that, number one, you have to remind yourself sometimes why you're practicing processes and techniques to keep yourself at a raised vibration. So when that little voice of doubt comes in, it's not about whether something's going to manifest in the moment. You have to remind yourself, oh, that's right, I'm doing this specifically because it feels good. It's keeping me at a raised vibration. And then sometimes when that little voice of doubt comes in, you could also talk to that voice and say, no, you're wrong. I want this, blah, 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 blah. And that works too, because sometimes it's just an old, an old kind of recording in your mind because some of us have had so many years practicing thinking about things from a, more, from a place of doubt and disbelief and how's it going to happen that when you start learning about the law of attraction and realizing that what you think about and focus on is determining whether you're going to attract it or not, that little vice of doubt can still creep in. So it's okay if it does. You just have to remind yourself that you're doing this new way of thinking because you want to attract what you want and continue doing it. And the more practice and the more time you put in thinking about what you want, getting excited about what you want, the less that voice of doubt will come in. So if that's happening with you, 
hopefully that will help you deal with it so that it doesn't interfere with you staying in a good vibration about what you want. And I hope you liked my book, my favorite Law of Attraction articles that I read in the previous few podcasts. There was some great information in there. And today I'm going to start reading from a book that I really liked. It's called Excuse Me, Your Life is Waiting. And it was written by Lynn Grabhorn. And Lynn is not with us anymore. But the book is really good. And the information in the book is very good, very Law of Attraction oriented. So here we go. Introduction. For well over a decade, my passion has been a grand spiritual journey into what I call the physics of thought. Toward the end, that deeper knowledge of this somewhat outrageous topic might provide ways for all of us, myself in particular, to get more out of life. My studies have taken me everywhere, from learned professors of physics to deep within the esoteric sciences, from plain old medicine and just about everything in between, to the point where I decided I could call myself somewhat of a lay expert on the subject. The only problem was that knowledge or no getting more out of life was, wasn't happening and it was beginning to tick me off. Something was missing and I flat out couldn't put my finger on it. Naturally, with my vast knowledge on the subject, when I came across some new provincial teachings from this unlettered, unscientific family of teachers, my first impulse was to poo-poo the information because of their enormous oversimplification of what I considered to be a rather formidable topic. So it was more than a tad begrudgingly that I agreed to investigate this taped malarkey that a well-meaning friend had ungraciously shoved in my face. I slipped. Here I am, this learned student of thought, its magnetics, its propellant, its frequencies, its relation to emotion, its effect in our experience, etc. And these guys come along to nonchalantly provide in the simplest of form the missing pieces to life's obstacles that I was beginning to think didn't exist. Sort of like, ah, pardon me, ma'am, this, might this be what you were looking for? So I dive into this information ultimately hundreds of hours worth, and in two weeks I'm stunned. In one month I'm flabbergasted, and in 90 days there's such a turnaround in my life, I say, this is it. I gotta write about it so the rest of the world can flip along with me. Now I grant you there are probably eight and a half million books on the overworked subject of getting more out of life, but the utterly bizarre thing about these little-known principles are they are uncomplicated, they work fast, and they are guaranteed. And so, in my own prosaic words and style, I've reissued here the profoundly simple teachings from the Hicks family in Texas, spiced with my own angels and buzzwords, my own observations and experiences over the past years, and blended it together with my years of study. I unashamedly offer the finished product as the greatest missing link to life and living ever known to mankind, which means I've done this stuff, I'm still doing it, and will never stop doing it, because by damn it, it works. And that was the introduction she wrote, and uh, it does work. And of course, when she says the Hicks family, 
She's talking about Jerry and Esther Hicks. Esther Hicks, as you may or may not know, channels Abraham, which is all wonderful law of attraction information. So I'm going to go on and read chapter one. Chapter one, how we got into this mess. How do we get what we get in life? Why do some people seem to have it all, why others suffer so? Why did that bozo bump into you on the freeway? Why did that little child have to die so young? How come that guy got promoted and not you? Why can't everybody have prosperity and joy and security? In our everlasting search to find more happiness in life, we devour positive thinking books by the millions. But if those books truly hold the secret to an abundant and joyful life, why do we keep buying new ones? Oh sure, there are a few that have come close to giving us the keys to that elusive good life, but no true winners? Our lives don't do a lot of changing. Maybe it was just the wrong book we rationalize. Let's try another one, or another religion, or a different kind of meditation, or another teacher, or psychic, or doctor, or relationship. We reach out anywhere and everywhere for relief from the tedium and struggle of daily living, yet the vast majority of us are still looking. How come? How come we've never learned the simple secret to living the good life, whatever that may represent to us? How come we continue to whack and scratch like frantic mad dogs to get what we want, when all along the key to obtaining our innermost desires has been as elemental as life itself? If you really think that things come to you by some stroke of good or bad luck, or by accident or coincidence, or by knocking your brains out against some very unsympathetic stone walls, then get a grip. This book could be dangerous to your discontent. Slugger Jesse. Years ago, long before I had ever heard about the Law of Attraction, my friend Mindy insisted I go with her to see a Little League game. Her son played left field, but that's not why she wanted me to go with her. The size of the weekend crowd surprised me. You'd have thought Babe Ruth himself was reincarnating for a guest appearance. But question her as I might, no amount of prodding would cut loose Mindy's little intrigue. So what the heck, I went along with it. Her son came up to bat and struck out. Our side got two hits but no runs before the side was retired. Then came the other guys. You couldn't help but feel the crowd's excitement. A couple of young bulldogs strolled to the plate and promptly struck out, thanks to our team's terrific pitcher. Now it was Jesse's turn, and the cheers began from both sides. Jesse was small, I mean really small. His bat seemed longer than he was. He stepped up to the plate with unceremonious confidence and proceeded to hit the very first ball so far out over the bushes that they never did find it. I was flabbergasted. The crowd went ballistic, and Mindy looked at me and winked. The impossible scenario repeated itself four more times. Little slugger Jesse was a sensation, a phenomenon in the flesh, and with the research I was doing on the physics of manifesting, I damn sure wanted to find out what made this little half-pint tick, just as Mindy knew I would. When most of the backslapping was over, I wedged my way up to him through the crowd and asked if we could sit down and talk for a minute. When we reached the top of the bleachers, I said, Jesse, how do you do that? How do you hit so many home runs? I don't know, he offered innocently. 
waving a casual goodbye to some of his teammates. Each time I get up to bat, I just feel what it's going to be like to connect, and I do. Although I didn't know it at the time, Jesse had just described the fundamental principle of manifestation known as the law of attraction, the physics that creates every moment of our day. Today, Jess lives in style with a lovely wife, two great kids, a house of collectibles from their worldly travels, and a computer from which he makes copious amounts of dollars managing his investments. He passed over baseball as a career because he wanted to be his own boss on his own time. How has he become so successful? Same way he hit the ball, by feeling, not by thought alone, by feeling. Human condition my foot. Didn't it ever strike you as bizarre that our lives should be so tough when we're all so brilliant? Here we are, this hugely intelligent species that can split atoms, fly to the moon, and create the Flintstones, yet we're all running around, blowing each other up, having heart attacks, or starving to death. It makes no sense. How did we get into this mess? Or is it just a so-called human condition? It all began uncountable eons ago with the first untrue declarations from those who desired power, who proclaimed that our lives revolved around and were the result of circumstances over which we had no control, including being dominated by others. Since that's what everyone has believed for untold eons, that's what we still believe to this day. And so like our parents before us and theirs before them, all the way back for God knows how many thousands of years, we've struggled, whacked, strained, worried, and died long before our time from the all too unnecessary demands of living. We believed it to be the human condition, part of the unfortunate affliction we have come to call reality. But the human condition is a myth, and so for that matter is what we call reality. The truth is, in our everyday natural state, we have the sacred ability to, man to maneuver this thing called our life, to be any way we want to be, any way, bar nothing, from a happy family to a filled-in ozone layer. So why haven't the zillions of books written on how to have it all, how to think and get rich, how to visualize our way to success, and how to acquire power through positive thinking shown us to help ourselves out of this mess? Simple. Every one of those books left out the most important key of all time to life and living. We create by feeling, not by thought. That's right. We get what we get by the way we feel, not by trying to slug things into place or control our minds. Every car accident, job promotion, great or lousy lover, full or empty bank account comes to us by the most elemental law of physics. Like attracts like. And since most of us haven't felt too hot about what we've had for most of our lives, we've become highly gifted masters at attracting an overabundance of circumstances we'd rather not have. You want a new car? You got it. You want to work successfully for yourself? You got it. You want to close that deal, make more money, have a great relationship, live without fear, have a spiritually fulfilling life? have superb health, freedom, independence, you got it, if you know how to feel into being. The law of attraction, like attracts like, is absolute and has nothing to do with personalities. No one lives beyond this law, for it is the law of the universe. 
It's just that we never realized until recently that the law applies to us too. This is the law behind success or failure. It's what causes fender benders or fatalities. It is to the point what runs every waking moment of our lives. So if we want to turn our lives around or bring in greater abundance or health or safety or happiness of any kind, we have only to learn the simple steps of manipulating our feelings and the whole new world of plenty opens for the asking. And that's why I love this book, even though I read it a long time ago, because it really she's really good at pinpointing things and explaining things in a way that makes a lot of sense, especially if you're into the law of attraction. And I hope you just got a lot out of what she said, because it's so true. We have to feel our way into what we want. It's kind of like most people, when they get the thing they want, then they're excited about it. We have to be excited about it in advance, so we attract it to us. And that's what she meant by like energy attracts like energy. We have to take control of that, get excited about what we want now, so we can attract it. So I hope you enjoyed the reading today, and tomorrow I'll continue with more from Excuse Me, Your Life is Waiting. And if you want some wonderful Law of Attraction coaching, you can contact me through lifecoachdavid.com. You can email me at david at lifecoachdavid.com. And if you have a question you want me to answer on the podcast, you can email me and just put in the subject line, question for a podcast. Thanks for listening. Have a wonderful high vibration day and tune in tomorrow.